Alrighty then. <clears throat> well, welcome to another edition of Free Day Friday, and this is the uh, the Down Under edition on a Free Day Friday. So um, I'm hoping that I uh, that I have the time differential correct, and <laughs> that there's actually people out there. I can't see who's on coming in through the web, and I don't expect anybody to call in on the phone. So. Um, if you're out there, and I'll send me a message or a chat or whatever, and I will try to uh, see if I can collect that. Um, I am in the chat room, so go ahead and, and join in there. Don't uh, send me email or try to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, or any of that. I, I, I can't have all those tools open and pay any attention to what I'm doing at the same time. So, um, Hello world, my name is Carl Polichuk. Welcome to the second monthly session of the Down Under edition of Three Day Friday. Um, my uh, my intention here is to give out advice in small quantities for free. People who are too busy to attend um, are just going to miss out. Uh, there's not much I can do about that. Um, so, you know, I just want to, you know, make myself available to people and to answer questions that people might have. My voice is a little bit rough today. Uh, last week I had a really bad cold, and uh, I was on a podcast with Harry, and it was only like 15 minutes, but I could hardly talk at all. And uh, so it, it's much better now. I did uh, wear it out a little on Saturday. I went to Portland and did a training from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., so I, I talked pretty much that whole time. <clears throat> so anyway, I'm, I'm almost done abusing my voice uh, and almost back to normal. A um, couple of things going on in our space. First of all, uh, several people were chosen for the SMB 150, including a number of folks from Australia. So uh, that's always a cool thing. I'm going to try to see what I can do about going to the big event in uh, Los Angeles. I uh, I don't know if anybody's going to make that trip from uh, down under, but uh, if so, I would love to see you there. Be sure and look me up. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, all right. So uh, after a few announcements, we'll we'll get into this. But first, uh, let me just tell you a couple of things that are going on. Uh, first of all, if you want to have your question be the lead-off question for future broadcasts, please send an email to me at carlp at greatlittlebook.com. And that's uh, K-A-R-L-P at greatlittlebook.com. And put Free Day Friday in the subject line and that way I'll be sure and see it. Um, second, um, the SMB Online Conference is coming up. And if you go to smbonlineconference.com, um, you will see a link to it, uh, or just search for SMB Online Conference, and, and uh, your search engine should take you to it. This is coming up in June, and I know that seems like it's a long ways off, but there's a huge, huge, huge sale going on right now. So um, there, there's different pricing levels, but the, the key pricing level that I think most people are interested in is the uh, ability to listen live, get the recordings, and be able to have access to the recordings and all the slides and everything uh, for up to a year afterwards. And that is normally... $299, but you can save $200 U.S., and so um, the final price would be $99 U.S. if you use the code ITPRO2012. So it's ITPRO2012, 
1-2, that will get you $200 off of the price and uh, allow you to attend that conference for uh, only $99 U.S. That conference is going to last three days. It's June 26th, 27th, and 28th. So uh, there will be about 18 hours of uh, live presentations, and that means 18 hours of recordings, plus all of the access to quote-unquote handouts and other things from the presenters. And we have some really great presenters. Um, Bob Gutgart, uh, formerly of Autotask, now with Channelize, is going to, to be one of the key speakers, uh, as is Josh Peterson, who's just an amazing coach from, uh, formerly from Taylor Business Group. And, um, you know, Josh is going to talk to us about, you know, what things you measure to keep your business going forward, very much in line with the kind of questions that we had um, last month on this recording or on this podcast. And other speakers, we have, um, you know, Patrick Schrittfeger, who is a uh, speaker that travels all over the world and gets paid really, really big bucks uh, to do presentations on social media and so forth. And um, he's going to join us. Stephanie Chandler, who is an absolute rock star when it comes to small business. Um, if you if you look up Business Chandler, uh, she's going to be pretty much the only thing that comes up. So. Uh, she will be joining us, and many, many more people. I mean, literally, we have uh, we have 15 speakers and 18 hours of presentations. So, it's really a great deal. Use that code ITPro2012 to get $200 off, and you'll get in the door for $99. If you're a member of Cloud Services Roundtable, you will be able to get into that for free. Uh, and the details of that, just go to CloudServicesRoundtable.com. Log in with your standard login, and um, you'll have no problem um, finding the, the page. Just click on the page that says you can get in for free, and it tells you what code to put in, and um, all Cloud Services Roundtable members are eligible for that. Um, I have been busy last uh, for, for a little while now uh, writing the updated chapters for the Network Migration Workbook. And so... Um, I did want to tell people about that. We have some huge changes coming with this book. Uh, first of all, um, we have we, we were, we're taking out the 2003 and 2008 checklists. Those will still be available online. So if you registered your book, you'll be able to get those uh, in Word format. So you can do whatever you need to with the checklist. We're adding a checklist, which. Um, is already, it's been online for almost a year now, but we're, we've added the checklist for 2011, which is really a universal checklist for 2003, 2008, and 2011. And um, so we're going to take out two checklists, which makes the book a little smaller. We're going to add it back in one checklist. And then we're adding five new chapters. We've got a chapter on migrating to the cloud. We have a, an example cloud migration checklist. Uh, we have a chapter on um, migrating to foundation server, which is perfectly useful if you're just going to move to standard server 2008 or 2011. Um, the, the process is identical. Um, but we talk a little about, you know, uh, the, the, in the cloud chapter on uh, combining the uh, server light, the foundation server, or the SBS essentials and uh, cloud services. Uh, so that's why we did the migration to Foundation Server. And the final two chapters are on um, setting up SBS Essentials, 
and an example FBS Essentials checklist. So uh, those are five new chapters. We have some revisions to earlier chapters, in particular the What's New chapter. We take out discussions of, of EBS server, uh, imagine that, uh, and we just have a few updates here and there. Um, so those, those chapters are going up very soon. In fact, chapters 9 and 10 are done, and I'm hoping uh, by this weekend to have 9, 10, and 11, three new chapters up on the site so that if you're a registered member, a registered owner of that book, you'll be able to download those um, in the next days. Uh, final announcement is that um, Jeff Middleton is having his conference in June. Once again, it's in New Orleans. Go to sbsmigration.com and uh, you can check that out and uh, register for that. I will be there. I will be in New Orleans. Um, so uh, please join me, join Jeff, join us. Uh, the topic this year is on, you know, trust and who do you trust in uh, the space when, you know, things are moving so quickly and, um, you know, the world that we know is just it's changing a lot, especially with cloud services. So hold on one second. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. Okay. So today's kickoff question is uh, from Edward. And the question, he writes in, like most of us, I'm a technician and not a salesman. I get most of my clients by just talking to people. But I hear time and again that I should be selling more products to my existing client base. How do I do that without being a salesman? What do I sell and how do I sell it? Thank you in advance. Edward. Well, um, there's several pieces of advice on this. The first one is, to be very honest, um, if you are not already um, putting out a newsletter, either quarterly or monthly, you should absolutely be doing that. It's a way for you to communicate with your clients and, um, you know, it's, it's a way for them to, you know, get good advice from you, um, find out about new products that come out. Uh, if you have uh, any kind of promotions or anything, that's the place to put it. Um, and obviously, if you want to do sales, you could even, you know, make up your own ads and put them in there. So, and, you know, we we did a newsletter for 15 years, and now uh, with America's Tech Support, Mike is um, not doing a newsletter. And so, um, and I totally understand that, and I know that it's difficult for some people. Um, it was a, a little difficult for me to come up with content every month, um, you know, for 15 years. But, um, you know, there are some standard things you can do. You can talk about the, the, the most recent threats in antivirus, um, new stuff that's going to come out, you know, Windows 8, you know, Microsoft's always got something going on. Uh, talk about cloud services. Again, you know, I've said before, if you don't talk to your clients about the cloud, uh, somebody else will. So it helps a lot if you can be the one to, you know, already have a tool in place to communicate with your clients. Um, another thing, obviously, is blogging. You know, if your clients can, you know, be attracted to your blog. I don't honestly know how well that works in our space. Um, 
I I just think that, you know, nerds want to go to nerd blogs and clients want to go to blogs related to their business. So dentists want to go see the dentist blog and and doctors want to go see the doctor blog and 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 pet clinics want to go see the pet clinic blog. So uh, I, I don't know how good blogging is uh, for marketing in that space. But I will tell you what the killer uh, tool is for getting the message to your clients, and that is sending them a letter, sending something in the post that um, is directed to them directly from you. And it can be – it doesn't have to be a letter. It can be an ad. It can be a, a flyer that just tells them, um, that you're having a sale or that, that you want to come and talk to them about something. Um, it doesn't even have to be particularly personalized. But you have a relationship with them, and they've got a contract with you, and I guarantee they're going to open that. They're not going to see it as junk mail. Um, and if it's in an envelope and not just uh, some piece of paper that's uh, folded in half and stapled, uh, I think it will look more professional and be more likely to get opened. So that's how I would sell products. Now, the question of what do you sell is, is another thing. Um, first of all, the, the whole concept of upselling, uh, there are some things that I would get in the habit of quoting, just including on every quote for every machine. For desktops, I would quote uh, disk keeper defragmentation. Uh, if um, client scratches it off, that's okay. If you're not selling antivirus with every single computer, obviously you should be doing that. Um, I would put an extended warranty uh, quote in there. I would put a, a battery backup quote in there. So uh, there's several things. You know, always quote um, an OEM version of Microsoft Office, um, right? So, so the basic quote for a computer, there'll be the machine, but then there'll be Office, antivirus, uh, and so forth. Um, so you can add a significant amount to each quote that goes out on a desktop. And very similar with servers. Uh, you know, we have we have very little luck with DiskKeeper on the desktop, but we have great luck on the server. We just basically got it and people buy it. Um, so, so warranties and maintenance programs are always good. And, um, you know, very frequently those things are, um, you know, pretty good uh, markup. And, you know, they're, they're huge for, for the manufacturers because uh, very often they go unused, so they collect money for nothing, but um, you get your standard 25% or whatever. Um, so there's that. Another thing is that, and again, this works really well with the, with the flyers because you don't have to look somebody in the eye and say, I think you should do this until they ask you, but um, put out a little note about, hey, you know what, your firewall might be choking down your Internet. If you've got a fast new internet, your firewall may not be fast enough. You know, there was a day when the ports on the firewalls were, were 100 meg. I mean, were 10 meg, and now they're 100 meg. But realistically, you're probably not getting more than, you know, 10 or 14 meg, even if you've got a cable modem. So no matter how fast your internet is, your firewall might be very, very slow because it's got an old chipset. And it doesn't have to be very old before, um, uh, you know, it becomes something that's very slow. So, um, I, you know, I just put together a little uh, statement that says, you know, here's the uh, uh, um, 
here's the uh, information about the firewall. Here's what's going on with the firewall and, uh, you know, the new chipsets and, you know, so forth. And then I would have a proposal. I mean, you could literally put like a quote right there in the flyer and say, you know, this firewall is, you know, so much money. Um, we can get it for you on lease for whatever, $60 a month or whatever it happens to be. Um, and uh, talk about um, the things they need. Whether it's with the firewall or not, you could do the same thing with content filtering. You know, uh, it's a great it's a great thing to go to clients and say, are your employees wasting their time uh, out uh, on the internet? Are they uh, on Facebook when they should be working, uh, and so forth? Um, and uh, you know, put that out there as um, just a question to be answered, and then say, hey, you know what, contact us. We sell, and then slide in your brand of content filtering. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just put the information out there and let them make contact. Um, another thing is worth talking about is dual Internet connections. The more that we get connected to the cloud, one of the questions that comes up again and again is, well, what happens if the Internet goes down? What happens if I lose this and so forth? Um, well, you know, one thing is you could have a rollover to um, a second line, which could be much slower. You know, you don't need that second line to be as fast and, and robust as the first one. It just needs to be there when the first one goes down. Uh, some of the new firewalls uh, now allow you to have a cell card that you plug right into it. So if you're like a Sprint Wireless or whatever, uh, you can um, plug your wireless card right into the firewall, and if uh, <laughs> excuse me, if the primary line fails, then it just rolls over to that wireless card. And again, it, it's much slower, but it works. It, it keeps them on the internet. It keeps them happy, and um, you know the client is not disconnected. Their email flows and so forth. Um, another. Uh, thing that you could think about would be signage. This is a huge thing now. Many of the, the the dedicated companies that sell signage, right, like Sharp Electronics, for example, they've got a whole new program that's all about signage, um, but you may not be a Sharp dealer. So your DISTI, your distributor, uh, which in the U.S. we have, you know, like Ingram and Cynics, um, they have programs for signage. So they put together a package that includes uh, a big um, monitor or um, display, and then a small computer that goes with it. And these computers don't have to be much at all. I mean, they basically have to run the, the signage program that came with the display. And, um, you know, nice HD display. It could be 50, 60 inches wide, really high dollar amounts, but um, you just never know which of your clients might need something. And, you know, Sometimes we see people who take these little electronic picture frame things that cost 200 bucks, and they they put that in their window, and it fades pretty fast, and it looks like crap. And, you know, uh, a real professional sign, even a small one that's, say, 20 or 30 inches, um, can be very profitable for you. So something like that. Uh, and, you know, the approach that I would use, that I have used, is put the information out there, and, and don't you don't even have to call down the list, but just put it out there and wait for the phone to ring. Clients sometimes stick that stuff in the bottom drawer or call you a month later, but um, you can do it. Um, we are always 
I wouldn't say we're pushing. We're always um, making our clients aware of some new things that we're doing. So, um, you know, it's it's something that is possible uh, without having to be a salesperson. So, hold on. <laughs> All righty. Um, so that's that. Let me go to questions online. Again, you can send me questions to Carl P, K-A-R-L-P, at greatlittlebook.com um, or answer them into the, the chat site online, uh, and, and I will try to look at them there. Um, I, uh, it, it's a little hard for me. There's also a Q&A section that, um, I, you know, there may not be any questions right now, so um, but but either the Q&A section or the chat, I have to remember to go back and forth and check both of those. Um, so send in any questions that you might have. Um, Anonymous uh, has got a question, and it was about um, cloud strategies and what's the, the easiest thing to move to the cloud. Um, and, and actually, I mean, this is something that I cover in my presentations. The easiest thing to move to the cloud is the stuff you've already moved to the cloud. I mean, most of us right now today have already put our websites in the cloud. Um, if you're still hosting a website on a small business server, you really need to stop it. Um, port 80 is the most attacked port on the Internet, um, and there's just no reason to have that website visible to the world. Um, plus, it puts, a, you know, potentially a, a lot of traffic on your site. Um, we sell, I don't even know what it is, super cheap. For, for a run-of-the-mill basic website, um, we just sell it. We don't even quote it monthly. We just, we just tell them it's whatever. It's 100 bucks a year, right? It's, it's less than an hour's worth of labor. Just do it, you know, or maybe it's $99. But, uh, so websites are super easy to put up. Uh, the average client's got a five or ten page website. You know, you you can put it on some uh, Linux machine at DreamHost or somebody else, and um, it, it costs you essentially nothing to host. And um, you know, it just works every day of the year, and you don't have to worry about it. Um, second thing that many people have already put into uh, the cloud is backup. We, you know, we hear it on and on and on, over and over and over. You know, this strategy and that strategy. There's many, many different kinds of backup options for uh, small businesses. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, most of us have got something that we've already put up. So um, again, if if you haven't done that, um, find a provider you like. Talk to your friends. Um, you know, there are all kinds of different backup providers. I think it's very important that you, um, you know, vet your partners. Um, I like companies that are big enough uh, that they're publicly traded and, um, you know, they, they have to be responsible to their investors. Um, and so they've, they've kind of done things right. There are also certifications, ISO 9001 and SAS 70 and so forth. Um, if people have the right certifications, then they would be good, <coughs> excuse me, good partners. Um, the next thing that is really easy to put in the cloud is hosted exchange. Again, the, the same caveats regarding your partners. 
Um, but uh, hosted exchange is super, super easy, and you literally, you know, you, you click a few buttons, exchange server comes into existence, uh, or exchange instance comes into existence. Um, you clean up a client's uh, um, email, get rid of the old archive, you know, the, all the sent stuff and all of the deleted stuff, and, um, you know, shrink down their PST so it's a manageable size. Uh, spit it out to a PST, and then you know you've got you've got an archive that can be local on the server, and you take that PST and you uh, import it into your online exchange service, and it's there. It just works. Um, and most of us, you know, we can see a profit of uh, five to ten dollars per month per client. I think I think our company makes in the neighborhood of six dollars. Uh, 650 US per month per client um, when we sell an individual mailbox. So um, it's not gargantuan. You know, you're not going to get rich off of that. But you know what? You get a, you get 100 clients every month. You know, that's 600 bucks a month that you didn't have before. So um, that's worth doing. Once that Exchange server is off of your local network, two things happen. One is you dramatically uh, increase the amount of resources that are available for other things because Exchange can, can take some uh, processing. The second thing is that you now make it possible for the next server sold into that client to be a much lighter server, right? Because you, you, you're you not housing, you know, the Exchange server. Um, and if you've already, you either don't have SQL or have moved SQL off-site, <clears throat> that server can get lighter and lighter and, um so it, it becomes less expensive for the client, and uh, and that's a more or less uh, permanent change that uh, they can have a, a lighter server from then on. And uh, sort of related to to Exchange uh, is hosted spam filtering. In fact, I would put in hosted spam filtering first, so that you change the MX record and email flows from the internet to the hosted spam filter, from there to your Exchange server, uh, at that point, um, moving the Exchange server is super easy because you just, you know, set up your Exchange server in the sky and you change that spam filter and one second after you change it, that spam filter is sending all of its email to the new uh, server. And so you don't have to wait for MX records to update or anything like that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so um, that's pretty much the, you know, that's that's the order in which I would do things, um, and um, you know, those are those are the things I would bring into the cloud uh, first. Uh, so <clears throat> there's that. Um, all righty. So, are there any other questions? I see we we now I, I see we do have a couple people on. Anybody got any additional questions? Uh, either through through chat or through Q and A. Give it a second here. See if anybody's typing anything. So somebody said I mentioned Serverlite. What's a Serverlite? So Serverlite is just our terminology, um, it's, it's what uh, we call something when, when we sell less than a full SBS server. Um, for example, 
Um, we have uh, uh, an option where what we're doing is we we put in um, a, a foundation server, or we put in a um, SBS essentials, and on site it doesn't do very much. So we are able to um, sell a much smaller server. We love these little cubes from HP that are you know they're like one foot cubed. Uh, they're called HP micro servers, and um, you know, with Foundation Server or SPS Essentials, they're super, super light and uh, very reasonably priced. And uh, so we put in there, and, and we don't sell it to the client. We actually provide it as a service. So we provide that server to them for $99 a month, or if it's a little beefier for whatever reason, maybe they have a line of business application on it, uh, we might go to $199 a month. But our company owns that server, and so uh, the client pays a service fee every month, and uh, and they get access to the server. Uh, you know, we're backing it up to the cloud. We get Exchange in the cloud. Um, we got their website in the cloud. Uh, so really, it's just on-site storage, um, and uh, it doesn't need to do very much except logons and storage. So, so that's what we call server light. That's just the way that we. We brand it when we sell it to our clients, and uh, um, it also allows us to provide whatever we think is appropriate within that space. So, uh, so that was our deal on Serverlite. It's just it's uh, it's not an official server you're going to find from Microsoft, but uh, it's what we call it. So, all right, I'm going to check one more time. Any other questions? We had a lot more questions last time. So, alrighty then. <clears throat> That being it, if there are no more questions, I would encourage you to check out uh, smbonlineconference.com and um, use that code uh, ITPRO2012 to save yourself $200 today. And um, I will see you on the third Friday of the month, next month, and um, we will have another free day Friday at that time. Uh, and in the meantime, I will see you online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So thank you for tuning in today. <laughs>